This usually doesn't happen this early, but I have noticed a trickle of people only talking about South by Southwest. Oh. And to me, it's not just the event itself, which I've worked uh, since my day one of my career in the radio. I've been involved working at that event in some capacity, but it's also the changing of the season. There's a different yeah. smell in March. That's right. Springtime, baby. There's something I call March grass in Austin that only exists in March. It's very... Green, it's very stringy, almost like Bermuda grass, but it's not. It only lives in March because it's still cool enough that the other grass is hibernating. When it gets too hot, it goes away, but it's it's very beautiful. I love March, and that, that thought of South by Southwest has started to make me thinking about a lot of things. Such as? My birthday. Your birthday, that's right. It's now, during South by Southwest, usually. Correct, and not, not just always. that. Uh, it's on a holiday, and yeah. I want to celebrate my 40th birthday this year. Uh, but my 40th is not until next year. We all know that another pandemic could happen at any moment. So that's all I'm wondering is if should I just have a big celebration this year? Yeah, I mean, why not? Okay. I Actually, why am I even saying anything? I know y'all are already <laughs> planning something. Uh, There's already, like, you're going to do a roast and have bands and comedians, and it's already going to be a big thing. Never mind. I'm sorry. Yeah. Y'all are planning something for my birthday. It's going to be great. It's uh, not. Look, man, I can't. It's, com- hey, it's okay. Can't dude. confirm or deny that. Don't be coy. I know there's going to be something massively exciting happening. Sure. Like last year. COVID. Hey! Year before. Yo. Year before. Actually, when it comes to the subject of South by Southwest, I have missed several in a row. Last year, because of COVID. Dude, you get a little... Physically m- having it the year before because of the actual COVID-19 yeah, yeah. shutting everything down. You get a little mopey, even when it wasn't pandemic season around your birthday, because it is mopey. South get- by Southwest, and there's not as much attention being paid toward one singular birthday happening. Maybe not the birthday thing as much as... It's always, South by is stressful in and of itself. Correct. And. Because we're working, usually doing events. We're working, we're tired. And then, like, trying to have friends that always want to hang out. But then I have to go to where they want to hang out because they can't go to South by things, which is okay. But then you have the people that are like, oh, hey, could you get me into blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, I can't, yeah. any, I can't get myself into anything, dude. <laughs> like, I can't even get people like, to come to my birthday. I can't, no one even wants to go to <laughs> that, damn it. We're rich, bitch! Today in history, we celebrate exploitation of the finest imperialism during the peak of imperialism in 1905 on this day is when the largest diamond in history was discovered in South Africa then I do quite believe uh, still a British uh, province this was a 3106 carat diamond discovered quite by accident they didn't mean to find it but boy were they excited when they did it was a routine inspection by the mine superintendent when 18 feet below the earth's surface the dude just spotted a little kind of flash somewhere down in the wall below him uh they looked into it the discovery was presented to sir thomas cullion who actually owned the mine and they found hmm. that the largest diamond ever, uh, Spencer, this diamond weighed one and a third pounds. Is this the Hope Diamond? This is a big-ass diamond. I think the Hope Diamond was different. Well, they're all they're all worthless items, okay, man. It's just the diamond Whoa, companies. Man. They keep all of them in a box, and so it drives up the world market. They just and look it's real just pretty. Uh, the diamond was then sold to the Transvaal Provincial Government, which presented the stone to King Edward VII as 
a birthday gift. So oh, it just lame. went to the Monarchs. Uh, worried that the diamond might be stolen in transit from African to London, they sent a phony diamond aboard a steamer ship loaded with detectives as a diversion while the decoy made its way uh, from Africa on the ship. The real one was sent to England just a plain box. Wow. Hiding in plain sight. That's what I learned about drug smuggling. Is yeah. You do it in a, a decoy. Hide, hide in plain sight, use decoy stuff, oh, uh, just man. like that. How dumb will we seem to aliens that are just like, look at these humans fighting over shiny rock. We do fight over shiny rock. We still do it. That's sure. where there's a name called Blood Diamonds. Some of them <laughs> have their purpose, but for the most do part, they? there are metals and minerals that actually... Gold is valuable for more reasons Absolutely. than just uh, making pretty jewelry. It's it's malleable. Uh, you can you can use it to uh, conduct it's, electricity. You can yeah. make it really small. It lasts in outer space. It's Absolutely. got some copper and gold have properties that you know. Well, diamond also has a use. Thing. It's a very intensely like it's very structurally sound. So you can put it on like drill bits and they things can use like it that. For cutting, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the diamond was cut into nine larger stones and about a hundred smaller ones, about a million dollars all told, and I believe that's a million dollars uh, wow. back then. The stone is called the largest stone of this diamond is called the Star of Africa One, and it is five hundred and thirty carats. It is the largest. Cut that's insane. Why is fine the... quality colorless diamond in the world? Well, I looked up the Hope Diamond. That's only forty five carats, and it's way more Dude, expensive. Dude, this one's five hundred and thirty. That's insane. I think the Hope Diamond's like a rare blue diamond. It had a little bit of boron in it. I, it's so yeah. This is pretty rare. Actually. I don't know a ton about diamonds. Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm a cubic Didn't... zirconium guy myself. <laughs> yeah, bro. Uh, they Didn't are you currently give the diamond for your boo. Uh, no, she likes uh, she likes Sapphire. Opals. she likes black opals. Oh, that's, uh, the, that's cool. It's on display now at the Tower of London with a bunch of beheaded people. Nice. Uh, no, it's it's on display in the tower with the other crown jewels. So this is one of the official crown jewels of the monarchy. Should it be returned? Another discussion for another day. It's time to panic at the disco because they are no more. And now it's time for Emily's social cues. That's right. Music, radio, and the internet actually all uh, melding this time. Uh, I chimed in with, haven't you people ever just let me retire? Uh, Panic Ah. at the Disco uh, officially releasing a statement yesterday that uh, went everywhere. Yes. Um, Basically. People people were all over the internet about it. Yep. Brendan Urie uh, admitted. Who is Panic at the Disco. He he has become Panic at the Disco. Uh, He posted on Instagram at uh, Panic at the Disco just saying that he couldn't imagine his life and where this would take him. Blah, blah, blah. He's made a bunch of friends. But uh, sometimes a journey must come to an end. And him and his wife, Sarah, are expecting a baby very soon. So he wants to focus more on being a father and being a husband. Sure. And decided to close the chapter that is Panic at the Disco. Wow. How do you feel? When this news broke... Uh, it, I was on the morning show and I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And I immediately texted um, somebody that works in our promotions department, Momo. Yeah, biggest oh, fan. I, I saw biggest her story. Yeah. Fan. And she, she has like a Panic at the Disco tattoo. She's gone to like all of their shows. Oh. And back in the day, and that was I was right when she was getting to work at nine in the afternoon. Ha ha ha. Nine Beautiful. in the afternoon. When the eyes, when her eyes are the size of the moon. Yep. Oh, God. Yeah. Is that a Molly drug? Reference, maybe oh, I don't really know God. what most of their songs actually mean, <laughs> but people online are going crazy about this because everybody's just posting about like, duh, Panic of the Disco has been done f- since 2016. Sure, there's been so. new music recently that we not played. Been. Um, and really? I thought there was a tour or even a Vegas residency. No, no, no. But it, they it's thought the it was concept done. of Panic at the Disco has been finished for quite some right. time. Right, because a lot of the all of the rest of the band is like gone, gone. now. So yeah, I guess everybody's that makes gone. Sense. And arguably, his last very popular album was uh, in 2016 for uh, what was it? Uh, see, I can't even think. Death of a Bachelor, oh. and that tour. I think was the last tour that I personally found to be exciting. That Panic I, at the Disco has been done for me since 2005. Yeah, really? Yeah, that was kind of, in my mind, the heyday of the 
Panic, Fallout Boy, well, MTV I when I era. First heard them because they have very, they have very, they sound very similar. Uh, Patrick, what's his name from Fallout Boy? Stunk, and yeah, Brendan. They were like, and, the little, like, and they're on the, they were on the same label and stuff. So I was like, oh, what the yeah. hell? Fueled by Ramen, man. Yeah, like, fueled by Ramen. They were the edgier Fallout Boy, but I liked Fallout Boy. Yeah. Um, I was because, Team Panic of the Disco. Um, well, I I liked their music better at the time again because it had a, probably a little more edge. But I liked Fallout Boy's way of. When the record label told them to shorten their song titles, uh, that stopped. kind of troll. Yeah, like, and, no. yeah, I mean it was corny pop emo music, but uh, their music videos, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the art behind the music video. Yeah. The way when one vi- video ended, the next big single, the music video picked up where that yeah. one was. So I'll say this about Follow Boy. Well, and I guess Panic would just go to the same thing, but I appreciate that they didn't just stick to super emo pop punk stuff they experimented Mm-mm. a lot more after their no. first couple albums and thought that was cool panic uh, at the disco had kind of a evil circus vibe at one point yeah it was the, uh oh what, Damn, is, what is, it? is that song steampunk yeah, no, it was like a steampunky kind of vibe um but i loved panic that was a big part of my personality growing up in high school was panic at the disco what was the personality what was the attire the the sort of the attire and yeah. everything i mean it was my best friend and I loved Panic at the Disco. We would listen to all of their songs together. We would drive around. Um, and I don't know. It was it was just an aesthetic. I was a Tumblr girl. So on Tumblr, uh, there were yes. so many quotes that were Panic at the Disco quotes. Um, I've seen them twice. I saw them on a tour with Weezer, which was kind of fun. Uh, and that just tells you a little bit about that sort of era of yeah, my yeah, life. Yeah. Um, and then I also saw him the last time was at the Houston Rodeo and seeing Panic at the Disco at the Houston Rodeo was kind of the last straw, in my opinion, of being like, oh, he's You're, very yeah, yeah. sold That's, out. Like, he's a sell. But to be course. fair, I saw Fallout Boy years ago at uh, the Houston Rodeo, too. So that kind of genre of music, I think, has started to just sort of got dissipate out of it. a little bit. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it's yeah. hitting uh, nostalgia phase. I think it's... Yeah. Riding the wave of the 2003 kind of harder screamo emo of like the used and mm-hmm. Finch are having their big moment again now. Not yes. that never went away. Yeah, there's a little I bit more that I noticed. We I've, even play one. I prevail. I think is the name of the band. Yeah. Uh, overnights uh, usually now we're trying it out. It's a decent song, but I'm like I don't understand because some of them also sound like they're fusing a little bit of electronic stuff to it too. And yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. I guess if this is the next place, we take emo and screamo and. The pop punk genre. I mean, circle. what else are you going to do? It's already a lot of it's been done before. So it's mm-hmm. like, cool, whatever. Yeah. It may not be for me. It but really cool. fascinated me with saying that Panic, um, Rest in Peace at the Disco, was part of an aesthetic because it made me wonder about bands that have become a part of your everything in high school and stuff. And the only like real one I can think yeah. about is maybe Corn. Where there were the big chains, the hemp chains, oh, the jean coats, yes. the black shirts, black nails, spiky hair, and like Cold Chamber and a lot of those bands. But I wonder like what other, I mean, you could maybe say Dave Matthews Band, but I feel like that was just like richer kids that were doing the Grateful Dead fish I mean, thing. I, I, like I said, I grew up in the emo that you guys don't call emo phase where it was Black Veil Brides. It was Pierce the Veil. So forty one. No, were they kind no, of there? No, were they no, different? No, no, no. That's no. sort of screamo. No, Pierce the Veil's a little. Uh, they can it, be it harder. Was, it was like uh, all of those types of bands, those which are... those kids that listened to the that type of music, it was black skinny jeans, preferably yeah. ripped Seen vans, kids. checkerboard vans that they would color in with highlighters in between the checkers. Was it yeah. dyed hair but showing the roots? It would be dyed hair, but showing the roots are just like all black hair. And then uh, oh, everybody the always mullet. had like hoodies, like with, I don't know, like they were either colorful hoodies or they were yeah. black hoodies. It sounds like every phase. And then phase, they would wear the band t-shirts from every, Hot yeah, Topic. Every phase like that sort of repeats because I went through a phase like that. I'm trying to think of the bands. I was mostly into punk and then I was started venturing into emo, screamo stuff too. We call them the scene kids. Uh, yeah. And there was a scene mullet that a lot of ladies had and they would have a little bit of uh, dye, like a little 
they'd be dark hair, but they'd have a little bleach in sort of the front, maybe. But oh, it would come yeah. down in sort of a mullet a little yes. bit. Yes. And lots of skinny jeans, lots of tight t-shirts that sort of didn't fit people. Yep. Lots of going to intense sort of metal screamo shows. I remember there was a place up in Georgetown called the Page House, which would feature a bunch of really? local bands. Hmm. And I would go, That's and I was, cool. in a, I was in a band for like a one show that we played before so I went would, off to college. You would take 1431 over from Leander. <laughs> yeah, actually. Oh, I would take 29 to Georgetown. It was, it was closer up toward 29. But yeah, that page house was used for a lot of things like weddings and stuff. But if there's anyone out there that recognizes that listening right now, you probably know what's up. But <laughs> I'm like, man, this is sort of cyclical. And I know, Emily, your music was different, too. Yeah. But it's very funny how similar some of that wardrobe was. Oh, yeah. And that and Panic at the Disco, they really, like I said, they had a lot of impact on people that were around my age I because think, they had so many hits. I think My Chemical Romance might have been ours, though. Ah, yeah. I see. Edgy versus steampunk. <laughs> Yep, I've finally become that parent. Now, bearing with the parent pickup, your expert in parenting advice. Hey, look, I've never wanted to become the parent that does the, oh, no, it's Halloween. We need to have all of your candy x-rayed because there's going to be razor blades in it, right? That's right. I do not like to jump on the bandwagon of uh, fear-mongering, the hyping, all that stuff. Yearly things. Yes, but it is now happening more and more, and I've done my due diligence into looking into it, make sure it wasn't just one story or a story that never even happened. But uh, because of its disappearing features, Snapchat has become a favorite... (laughs) Okay. Of people landing uh, drug hookups. And uh, I think a lot of parents out there know that, it, look, I, I trust adults a little more with uh, their drugs. I know that may sound crazy, but uh, we live in a city. I've been in uh, the entertainment world my almost my entire life. Seen a lot of drugs, right? And uh, I sometimes adults usually a little bit better about going, yeah, that'd be crazy or whatever. Kids don't have all the same experience, and uh, kids are using Snapchat to... Unfortunately, uh, land drug hookups. And a lot of times in these cases, kids are getting a hold of fentanyl mm. and the results are being are terrible. It's, They're just terrible. It's absolutely horrible. And if there's one thing that's uh, become true out of the fear mongering, it is the danger that fentanyl poses because a powdered flake on your fingernail could be enough to hurt you. Well, and what makes it even more dangerous is the fentanyl that's being mixed in with stuff is not medical grade, essentially. Uh, overseas shipments of the chemicals to make fentanyl are coming into Mazatlan in Mexico. Uh, cartel chemists are making it themselves. Yeah. Making the fentanyl themselves, and then they use it because it's way, 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 way easier and cheaper than heroin and opioids. They're making their own heroin and opioids, but unfortunately, because it is so cheap and they're making so much of it, it's also super easy to cut and add it to other drugs to make it more potent and stuff like that, and just they have so much byproduct. Well, you know more about that than I do, Yeah. Uh, but I will say that (laughs) you hate to be the parent that goes, oh, kids, you can't be on this app, you can't be on that app. It is a fight for a lot of us who are parents, but even the FBI and the Justice Department have stepped in this week saying uh, to Snap, hey, something, you got to figure something out. You've got a bunch of uh, people underage running around on your app, and they are using the app in ways that it it can't be traced because of the functionality of Snapchat. Now, I know a lot of us like the functionality of Snapchat. I'll say us. I would say singles. When I was single, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pictures of each other. And, um, but... uh, it's this is really a really hard thing. It's a discussion that I have with my daughter weekly is trying to drill into her head the discussion that you, that you know and a lot of drugs you get to make mistakes and then you get to recover from them. You know what I mean? You get to go, well, that was a terrible turn. Or right. look at you. You spent the night in or, jail. Or, or, or I took whatever. too much of that or drank too much of this. You know, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. literally killing adults that are quote-unquote professional drug users because yeah. it is... You're in the past, if you got an unknown quantity of something and something, it might make you crap your pants or something like that. Now it'll literally kill you. And that's why, you know, I, I guess one of the things we should kind of hit on is the need for test strips and Narcan and, you know, to have adults and people more ready with those sort of things to test chemicals and the drugs. And, of course, the Narcan to uh, to actually um 
revives someone right. long enough to get it doesn't save you. It revives you long enough to get you to the hospital. Yeah. Now, Snapchat uh, it, it does have, uh, I guess what they call policies that say, hey, we, there's content violations. We can remove certain things. But uh, there last are codes year, for it. it was almost a million drug-related pieces of content that got flagged Jeez. last year. And, um, wow. And I'm seeing more and more reports, even locally, where kids are creating code. Look, it, it's tough because you don't want to become... Um, you know, spies on your own kids. You just a good thing to be aware. I guess I just I guess that's just the uh, one parent reminding other parents out there. Uh, hey, keep having that conversation. And another recommendation also to my adult friends: remember, be careful. Uh, pretty much, I think at this point, everyone has a friend or a friend of a friend. Mm-hmm. Know someone that's yeah. had who a, has yeah, lost a life yeah. now to fentanyl. Matt, Emily, Emily and, and Spenny. Just a few of the weirdos that can tolerate this guy. The C.J. Morgan Show on 101X. Meatballs, the best Super Bowl dish? I don't think so. The snack bracket is back. You look fat as I'm getting very concerned with the integrity of our organization here. C.J. You have gained, I mean, 50 pounds of fat. The man is carrying around trash bags filled with Mexican foods. C.J. is fat. That's right. The Super Bowl snack bracket is back. Round two, year two, where we have uh, done this, taken the 16 best foods at a Super Bowl party, Mm. combined them into a bracket form and whittled it down to the best. Uh, What got me inspired to do this again was a recent poll said that meatballs are the best. I don't even think meatballs made it into the final rounds of last year's Super Bowl snack bracket. Voted on by you, the human. Do we even have them included? I don't even recall. Uh, I think they were. I just think they got knocked out pretty early. And yeah. there's nothing wrong. Oh, they got beat by hot dogs. They oh, were, well, they, of course uh, you're going to yeah. get beat by hot dogs. And I know uh, Nick from The Morning X uh, makes some pretty kick-ass meatballs. He's done it for potlucks. They're good. They're perfect. And let me describe to you sort of my criteria for what makes a Super Bowl snack. Because, obviously, there are people that love to do briskets. Uh, they love to smoke meats. And uh, my friend Brad, that the picture at 101X.com is of a setup he did, which is a bunch of, like, fancy cheeses, meats. He did a whole charcuterie board. He had a queso fountain. Oh, wow. Uh, that's not a Super Bowl snack uh, thing. Well, uh, why not? It's it's because it, it's 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 little finger foods, basically. It does work. Charcuterie could make it on this, and, okay. I, and I'll accept that. But not the queso uh, fountain. It could, maybe. I don't okay, know. Okay, okay, go on. Here's kind of the criteria, and I want you to nominate on our social media at CJ Morgan Show, or you can just text us five one two eight three five one zero one five. If it's something you specialize in, kind of let us know behind it. Here's kind of the criteria of a Super Bowl uh, snack that will make the bracket: something dip or dippable. Yes, sure. queso fountain. Uh, one one hander because you're walking yeah. around, you're watching the game. Something that you pretty much put in one hand. Tailgate food. What I mean by that is stuff that you can prep quickly, sure. remotely, yeah. that sort of thing. That's uh, completely why brisket is off the, the charts. Absolutely. You know, it's, it takes a while, but it's uh, delicious. Uh, travels easily. I put on that as well, because usually Super Bowl parties are, are potluck. Everyone has their favorite thing they uh, like to make. Uh, light prep and quick cook time. If it's something that requires overnight or days in advance, like smoking, like some of the pinwheels my mom used to make, I don't think that goes on the list. Uh, crock pot, absolutely. If it's if it's something you throw in a crock pot, that's the easy stuff to do. And fun for all. By the way, last year's winner of the Super Bowl snack bracket is officially retiring, meaning it is going into the annals or the annals of history where we will add a new one. Cool. Who won last year? Remind uh, chili me. slash Frito Pie. Oh, God. Uh, chili slash Frito Pie was the winner of last year's uh, Super Bowl snack bracket. It is now retired. Yes. It is a champion. It cannot re-enter. Uh, the runner-up, Buffalo Wings. Mm, yeah. So will they Pretty make solid. a big comeback? Let us know. We're going to assemble the bracket and get you voting on it on social media at CJ Morgan Show or text us 512-835-1015. What is the perfect thing for a Super Bowl party? We want to know. Uh, CJ's Fat is brought to you by Abel, our only listener. Who Shout just, out to Abel. Who Woo! just uh, sent us some Jack in the Box. 512-835-1015. I absolutely love the theater, and I'm going to convince you that going to see movies is awesome, too. Emily explains it all, and today she's going to reinvigorate us in the excitement of going 
to the movies. Yes, and I'll give you a slight backstory. Obviously, people like going to the movies, but uh, if you are like me and you went through the pandemic and you started buying everything on streaming and you're More like, things well, are being released. now I can pause stuff and like pee in my own house. Oh, and yeah. just, Sit there. Yeah. That's the best. Oh, my God. I see. I, I always thought like strangers. that was the best, too. Until I started doing more movie-related stuff on this show and on the station and was like, crap, I have to go in theaters to watch a movie? Ugh, that's going to suck. I have to pay so much money. I have to pay all, all this stuff for food. Mm. But guess what? There is a better way to do it because they have improved movie theaters because they want you to go to theaters yes. since the pandemic. So movie theaters, in my opinion, are better than they have absolutely ever been. Yes, let me uh, give you my first. I example. still feel a little depressed at a regular movie theater if it's not like a flicks or a draft Alamo house. Draft house. Yeah. Alamo changed, it's hard to go to another one. Because but they it start... just reminds me of when I was a kid and we would go to the cheap matinees during the week. Yeah. And there was yeah. no one there, and it was just the smell of stale popcorn. Uh, we wouldn't get any candy. Too. Oh yeah, the yeah. selection wasn't that good. But and... they, they've changed. I've uh, mm-hmm. I have a friend that is in media and does some does the early movie screenings, and every now and then he'll take me, and it's always at the Kind of more rundown theaters, but they serve beer now. Yes, they have. Uh, they've oh, up yeah. there. They have all the classic they have like lounges. And exactly, stuff to chill in yeah. before the movie. Yeah. Nicer food and stuff. Still yeah. all the classics, but yeah, they've they've upped everything in it. My favorite movie theater in Austin. Um, beside, don't get me wrong, I absolutely love Alamo Draft House and stuff. But this is just like me personally in my comfort level and the ones that I go to more frequently is the AMC. Tech Ridge Dine-In Theater. Have oh, you been to I've that never one been yet? To that one. You've probably uh, driven by it. I was going to say Highland Mall is my favorite because no. you never know what's going to happen at Highland Mall. This one's off of Tech Ridge. It's right by the highway. You pro- like I said, you've probably driven by it and been like, "Oh, I didn't know there was an AMC there." And that's because is it's it where there's that weird new. split? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And I went there um, for the first time probably a year ago. And I found out how magical that theater is. They yeah. have it's so new, and nobody seems to go there for some reason. I don't know. I've never really seen it that popular. Now I do go at weird times, but still, the seats are this beautiful plush leather mm. because it's brand new. That reminds me. Yeah, the seats are so good now. Uh, our buddy yes. Chewie and I went to see Nope in theaters. Yes. And it was at one of the domain theaters. Whatever, I forget if it was draft. It's actually draft comfortable house, and nice. No, we were just chilling in these. They're like big lazy ass, boys. Yeah. they're just big lazy boys. And oh, the one, so nice. the one at the AMC Techridge uh, Dining Theater, since it's one of the newer AMCs, it has heated seats. Yes, there's a button that you can press. So cool. And there's a heated seat, and it gets hot. That's and perfect for ladies like you who get cold I here get in the so office cold everywhere. I hate easily. heated seats. I love. They, well, bu- they make my butt itch. What? They make my buns itch. Huh. Two toasty buns? They make it itch. Same with like, uh, this is a like a derailment, heated. but like a, 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 if I put a heating pad on my back when it hurts, it makes it, it makes itch. It, it makes itch? It, and I don't contact huh. it directly to my skin, but it makes it itch. Yeah, weird. Well, huh. you don't have to use it. There's a I button won't. to turn it off. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but whenever, this is the process that I go through when I go see to, see an AMC uh, theater over there. So first of all, go on Tuesdays. They still have $5 Tuesdays. Five dollars oh, for a movie. Yeah. So I went and saw Puss in Boots this nice, week, nice, which nice. was amazing. Yeah. By the way, go see Puss in Boots too. I haven't even seen the first one. You don't need to. And it was five dollars. And if you sign up for their AMC rewards thing, they get rid of a bunch of the fees and stuff. So there obviously are still fees because you're doing it online, but it was still seven bucks. Okay. For a movie. Sure. In a brand new theater, and there was nobody there. Oh, I love that. I hate people around me. Yeah. Nobody there. It was awesome. So I, I used to have to take Xanax to go to, oh. movie to go to theaters. theaters? Yeah, yeah I remember you mentioning too many, yeah. too many people? You mentioned once when we were telling hmm. a story about some people in Draft House that were sitting next to you and they're like just jerks talking yeah. too much. But you mentioned that you're like, yeah, sometimes I get too anxious. I don't want to get kicked out of the theater. Yeah. And I, I don't feel so deal- bad for my yeah. fiance because she's had to deal with my idiosyncri- idiosyncrasies, idiosyncrasies. And that's one. She still buys edge seats for us. So I have to sit on the edge. I do prefer them too. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, well, babe. then, so after you... <laughs> she loves you, shut up. If, she does love you, especially if you take her to a nice theater date and just not say anything. We do, we do regularly. Good. You know what a nice theater date would be? What? We'll come back because you actually have some tips for I us, right? I have more tips. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. We'll get to Emily Explains It All, but uh, one of my favorite theaters, my dad used to, Spencer, you might remember, it's the Dollar Theaters. Yeah, bitch. Oh, back I in the day. Love, we yeah, had bitch. Dollar Theaters in Houston. We used to have one down Wells Branch. I don't know if it's still there, actually. On, I, uh, dude, to I don't 30. know if one exists. Our Dollar Theater used to do Rocky Horror Picture Show, like, nice. showcases. That's awesome. So the, it was like a cool dollar theater. <laughs> one of my favorites was in San Marcos, and it was a dollar theater, uh, but it was BYOB. Oh, fun. Um, so we would get hammered mm-hmm. and go Damn, and watch cool. movies. It was awesome. We'll be back with more Emily Explains It All, How to Navigate the New World of Movie Theaters. <laughs> explains it all and she's got some movie theater hacks for us because you've rediscovered become reinvigorated yes. not just by uh, the alamo draft houses of the world which we all know and love mm-hmm. but every theater has had to up their game in service and you yeah, recently get you out of the pandemic funk uh-huh yes and to compete with higher end uh, facilities that yeah. are doing nicer nicer things yeah and i recently have fallen in love with the amc off of uh tech ridge just because it's brand new and i think it's a best it's the best example of what a movie theater is going to turn into yeah. the more you start going and the more that we start like giving the money again after the pandemic and how good it can be. Let's hold off a little bit, see how much better they get. You know? I know, no, I know, I know, I know. Because uh, they didn't change that quick when Draft House came around. They probably thought, oh, this is going to be a flash in the pan. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah, they definitely didn't realize. But this one, this AMC is a dine-in, too. Nice. So it has the same kind of features as Alamo Draft House. It's just not as quirky and it doesn't have as much, you know, unique movies. Also, best so. thing for me personally, it's clo- pretty close to where I live, so I could just mm-hmm. drive down there, you know, yeah. see a movie alone like usual exactly so uh what we talked about previously is they have heated seats which is incredible they have five dollar tuesdays which i can't remember the last time that i saw a super popular movie for five dollars and if you go online uh they also which is weird they offer you can watch the movie from home and you can like rent it from home through the theater which is strange. That's interesting and and i I mean it's yeah they they started doing that too which is weird because you're paying the same price but you're not getting like the nice seats and you're not getting like well, there's probably like a handful of people listening like yeah you idiots you didn't know that come on man yeah, get I together just, you, I, you're I on the radio like we're supposed to be smart um <laughs> but when i go on five dollar tuesdays you can pre-order all your food and they'll deliver it to your seat so it's like a straight up but but you don't have like yeah. but you don't have like a waiter like Alma Draft House. You feel even more posh because you you sit down and everybody else in the theater sits down. Then right before the movie starts, you get all your stuff. They'll just bring it to you directly, and they'll be like, "Mrs. Emily," and I'll be like, "Yes." And then they put all my food down in front of me. But when I say food, life hack: my food is actually the kids' meals. <laughs> so, nice. I mean, cheaper. Cheaper. Well, you don't eat a ton at once. So. For eight dollars, you can get a popcorn that is the perfect size for one person because I go to the movies alone quite a bit and they give you a drink and if you ask for a water it's like a normal sized water bottle that they give you which those are typically already like four bucks yeah and then they give you a cute little candy so you get candy popcorn and a full-size water for eight bucks mm. That's you can't it. beat that you really no. can't popcorn beat that. itself is eight bucks now, I you know need, do you need the membership card for that though nope Oh no! That's wow. just 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 pretending you're a child. Wow. <laughs> that's what it'll do for the you. The only thing that would make that kid's meal perfect is if they had a little corn dog. They had a little. I corn feel like dog. you need some more little, su- little mini corn sustenance. Dog. Yeah, little protein. I or guess eat maybe before you go. And if you yeah. did, you guys ever no. used to sneak stuff into theaters? Be yeah, because no. I definitely did. My no, grandma I hated would. Those matinees. Yeah. See, my grandma and mom would, and that always made me uncomfortable. I would always go to the dollar store and buy like boxes of candy. We would and too, and that it. made me so uncomfortable. Really, that it made me not want to eat it. Because yeah, I didn't want to get caught. I don't yeah. do that anymore now, just because I you don't need. To. I want to support the the you know the movie theaters now, and they have so many better options, honestly, than what I'm going to get at the dollar store. Yeah. But if you are sneaking something, which I'm not saying you should, make it be. Don't small leave it in your pocket because the seats are heated. Oh. I, no, was go on, say, sorry. I was gonna say, don't leave it in the seat because then they know that you snuck something in. But yeah. good, you call, know, good that, call. That that too. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just think that you guys should start going to movie theaters more. And 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 I when I had my movie theater days before COVID, 
all I could think about was being in high school and having these like you know, crappy high school guys be like, hey, let's go to the movies. Let's sneak out and go see a movie. Let's go see a movie. And then his mom would drop us off and then he'd be <laughs> but like, you don't go to the movie. No, we would go to the movie and then th- they would want to just like make out the whole time during the movie, yeah. which would embarrass me. And I yeah. didn't like that. So I had a weird connotation with movies for the longest time because that was a social gathering. It was like me and my friends would go to the movie theater, we'd see the movie, and then we'd linger out around in the arcade for hours before our parents would pick Walk us up. Walk on down to the Joe's Crab Shack and tipsy. DJ real crappily because you're a stupid teen. Yeah. Movies were always the, when I was in high school, the thing where if you had a friend that they had strict parents, um, we'd be like, oh, we're all going to see a movie. So they would have three hours of freedom. Yes. And we would not see the movie. Oh, we used to, before you had to buy tickets for specific seats, we would just sneak into movies. Yeah, baby. One of the first movies I that I those. snuck into when I was older was Easy A. I know, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm aging myself. I snuck into Passion of the Cries. That was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> but Jesus. There was a, like, Jesus. Uh, at Lakeline Mall, man, you used to be able to just walk right in through yeah. the exit to the nearest theater and, and no one would catch you. We would go to one movie and if it was boring, we'd go to a different movie and then if that was boring, we'd go to another one. But, ah, oh, theaters these days are a lot more professional, but trust me, you're an adult. You can do it. Go see a movie. It's fun. I hate it when songs get happy. And now it's time for the nerd report. I just wanted to say that that I'm a nerd. So many nerdy things during the nerd report, but we never talk about music, being radio personalities, and interviewing bands, and just loving the sounds of wonderful songs out there. Okay, don't out us like that. We always talk about music. Good things. Uh, anyhow, uh, this is something that's bothered me a long time, probably since before high school. But I hate it when songs get happy. I hate it when artists ruin their own songs by getting happy. And I know mm. there's the ABA, ABBA, ABCA. There's there's formats of songs where things change. Key changes, all that. Oh, they were talking about the rhyme scheme there. Sorry, go on. But (laughs) you're confusing me. There are some. (laughs) There are some songs that are uh, very good, and they have like a cool thing. And it's like, damn, that is a cool ass song. That was a cool thing. And then in the middle of it, they it not it doesn't change. Not just the song changing; it changes the mood because it gets happy. When it's dark and brooding, and, and I thought about it again recently because I was listening to some stuff to gather music for exposure, and one of my all-time favorite bands, The National, had a new song, and gosh darn it, if they didn't get happy. I want brooding and sad, or at least if it's going to be happy, just stay happy. Now, I know yeah. what you're thinking. CJ, give us examples. Yes, where's yes. the happy? Okay. I will give you some perfect examples of two songs that people should know because we play them on this radio station, and one of them was in one of the biggest indie pop cult kind of uh, films around. The first one comes from a band called Fastball, which you've heard on 101X for decades. The music video shot right here in Austin. Here is... uh, Tony Scalso from uh, Austin, right? And Miles... uh, Point being... It's a damn good song, and here is kind of where it starts taking off, and it's just got this cool guitar slang and almost Cormac McCarthy vibe to it. Can you feel the vibe? Like, yeah, it's pretty it's, chill. It's I'm chill. It's cool. It's it's. All about them just going on this this journey, this trip, this leaving everything behind and moving on. Yeah. And the song has that very cool kind of guitar slanging vibe. And you absolutely love it. You feel it. You dig it. And then it gets to the chorus. And then it gets overly sugarly nerdy happy. In one moment. It's almost as if that journey they went on might be working out okay. It's not. It turns out bad. Spoiler (laughs) alert. Here you go. Here's where they ruin the song by getting happy. I mean, 
it just like the key change, the music, everything turns upbeat. And I know, like the lyrics themselves, it's a fantasy. It is dark yeah. because they're drinking. They're like, we're running away, and everything's gonna be. And obviously, it's not. But it just ruined the song. It took me out of the mood sure. of the really? kind of brooding, dark scheme. Drinking a little alcohol doesn't elevate your mood a little bit. It's it got too happy. It doesn't make you want to do a little hop and go. We're going to be just fine until the sudden realization when you wake up. I'm not saying in the message, the overall structure of the song. I'm just saying sonically in that moment, it got happy and ruined it. And one of my... Songs uh, I, I really dig. Uh, really, One of the coolest moments of Scott Pilgrim versus the world is when Brie Larson and her band does a metric song at a concert, and it's, it's called uh, Black Sheep. It's a good song. Here's a little chunk of that. Do the little Brie Larson head thing. <laughs> but you're not playing the Brie Larson version. Metric is great though. It's just a that you Everything about that's so cool. Incredible. What a yeah. cool Such song. A great song. Damn it, it is it is setting us up for a chorus that's going to be badass and even... See, that's the thing, is is if you're going to set up like that, I want a chorus that goes up, that gets harder, that gets darker, that takes us into another place, but instead, you get this happy little jaunt. It doesn't match the it's start of the song. This stuff isn't entirely happy. I don't it's see where you're brooding, getting all of that I feel from. like. The, the tune's right. all happy and jaunty and all Just because it's a little more upbeat doesn't bear. mean no, that is it's way happy. More, that's way more happy and completely different than the start her of the song. Her singing it, doesn't sound quite that happy. It builds to no. nothing. It sounds lonely and dissonant. You want to listen to angry, brooding, building? Go listen to Cigarose, okay? <laughs> Number eight. They do it perfectly. CJ, is this a, just a you thing, or do you think there's other, you think other that, people feel like that's this? That's what I'm trying to discover. Is this your cry for help? <laughs> Text us, 512-835-1015. Do Why do songs issues? get happy? Yeah. Don't get happy. Don't change the song to being happy. Funny, random, weird. The C.J. Morgan Show, 101X. I'm reading a smutty book, and I suggested it to my grandma. Ooh, lewd smut novellas. I can't tell if I'm going to be a bad granddaughter or a really, really cool granddaughter. Is this the kind of thing, like the old romance novels that uh, mothers would read with the... What? Oh, with the sexy, like, drawn man. and shirtless man. This is... Woman with a dress half torn in a barn. Oh, this is 100% the the same exact thing, except for... Modern? Modern and okay, now it has sweet. like a normal book cover. I'll show you the book cover. See, you would you would see it's called uh, A Court of Thorns and Roses. I believe there's four books. Well, I feel like Lisa has this in our uh, she 100% audible does. Library. She 100% <laughs> does. Okay, okay. Uh, I feel like ever since what was it? Uh, what was it? It was 50 oh my Shades, God, 50 Shades of Gray. Like yeah. the covers and everything sort of changed. Yep, in the smut books. It's by Sarah J. Mass. And this is what I can confidently say this is the most popular book. And I bet your girlfriend's reading it. I bet your wife is reading it. I bet Mm. your sister's reading it. Your mom's definitely reading it. And your boyfriend, too. Everyone's reading this secretly and not telling you that it's a smut book. And I didn't know that. Mm. I haven't gotten to the smut part yet, but I got tricked into starting it. And now I'm just like interested in the story. So now I'm just anxiously waiting for the part where they start saying naughty words. I can't wait. And I'm listening to it on Audible. So I I want to pop out his dong upon my taters. No. Yeah. And proceeded to French kiss me inside my belly. Oh, my good God. I could write smut. You could totally write smut. Yeah. Uh, But it was funny. I. (laughs) <laughs> I've had multiple people beg me to read this book recently. One of my friends is having a a Court of Thorns and Roses themed birthday party where we're supposed to dress up like where because there's a, like the high fae. <laughs> what is that? It? Is a good question. There's like the high fae, and then there's like the human huntresses, and it's so far I haven't gotten that far in the book, so no spoilers, anybody. But I'm about like six chapters in, and it just sounds like Beauty and the Beast so huh. far. <laughs> So I'm like, okay. you guys are into like beastly things? Yeah. That's a little weird. But maybe he turns into a human. Who knows? So he's not a human. He's he's a fae. 
Dang. He's Whoa, a fae. Spoiler alert. Fae. That's, fae. that's the same as that other TV show I was talking about that I'm really into. Which one? With Merlin and stuff, with the Scars Guard that plays Curse. Merlin. Oh, Curse. Yes, Curse. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Um, but no, I, I haven't gotten through most of the book, but I just told myself, oh, it's really popular. People like it. Let me see what the hype is about. So I called my grandma the other day, and my grandmother, she's about 92. I think she's about to turn 93. And she needs some young smut. Well, I did not really realize how bad it's going to get, but evidently it's going to get pretty bad. And oh, yeah. And so she was... See, this is all the foreplay right now. This is, yes, the, uh, it is. the story. It is. It is the, <laughs> the actual is... meat of it. So this um, is like uh, Dear Penthouse yeah. letters that uh, truckers love to read. The what? Dear Penthouse. Penthouse was a uh, a naughty mag. It was uh-huh. a step up from Playboy, but not quite Hustler. But they would do uh, the penthouse forums where people, dudes would essentially lie, or they would probably hire writers to write stories, but they'd be like, dear penthouse, I couldn't believe it happened to me. I came home from work, and next door, the two college girls were washing their car. Right. One of them asked if she could come inside. Like oh, It was always like... It's like fantasy written. It's like dudes it's, getting, having threesomes. and Sure. It, yeah, it's like fantasy stuff like that. Yeah. Like, and it's this all is, BS, but sure. I mean, it, it's there to elicit like that, like, oh, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's yeah. that's sensual. I remember um, reading one as a as a young man, like a like probably twelve or something. I was like, "Well, good choice." I didn't know my brain reading could make me also feel tingly. Things. <laughs> I know, and I'm like, "Hey, go for it, girls and guys and everybody else. Like, do what you want to do. Read your books." Um, but again, I can't tell if my grandma's gonna like it because when I told her about it. She reads books. She reads at least four books a week. I'm not even joking. Yeah, Granny. She does nothing else in her life but read. And so when I suggested it to her, she was like, oh, okay. I'll see if somebody can go out and pick it up for me. And I was like, okay, but fair warning. I heard that it might be a little bit, you know. Racy. Spicy. Spicy. Yeah. Spicy is a good word. Spicy. And I was I was thinking that she would be like, oh, no, that's, yeah, never mind. Never mind. Maybe that's not the book for She's me. Like, but honey, I'm 93 years old. Yeah, that's what she said. I've seen a lot of the world. You can't imagine but yet. She, yeah. she's, from, she's from the Midwest. So she's sharp, from Wisconsin. Sharp cheddar is spicy to oh, those people. So she exactly. sounds like this. Oh, gosh. Yeah, <laughs> so that's, I can't that, do that's it. how my grandma sounds. Yeah. <laughs> on De- she, oh, yeah. On, uh, oh, I was yeah. going to say Red Dead Redemption, but on the uh, the other show I'm watching, Deadwood, uh-huh. uh, they call them squareheads. Oh. People from like Wisconsin and Minnesota because they're the German. Cheese? They're German oh. Nordic background, but the slang term they use is squareheads. Yeah, man. Maybe maybe we shouldn't say that just in case. Just I googled in case it. That... It's not. It's not that bad. Okay. okay cool. It's okay. an archaic. It's not that bad. But yeah. So we'll see. Maybe uh, that'll give my grandma an interesting next couple of weeks reading these books. The the writing itself. It's not that good. I mean, I'm uh, listening to it on Audible, so like I can't really look at the pages and, and criticize it. But the writing itself is pretty meh. Yeah. But people have told me, okay, I know this is crazy, but you need to get through the first book. And then once yeah. you get through the first book, then the second book is where it gets good. And I'm like, oh, so you're telling me that I have to go through foreplay for to one excited whole book? For an actual, yeah. uh, that's one like trying to watch, watch the first season Game of Thrones. Just get through the first five episodes and you're going to love it. Yeah. The oh, first five man. are great. Eh, no, they're not. Not for, yes. e- not for no, everyone. Not. The Beyond the Wall stuff. The, the, it's the so boring. Story. That's it's not so for boring. everyone, though. Yeah. That's, it's you the whole I mean? spooky element of it. But, but we like weird stuff like so that. It's so boring. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I really, I need to know, is this a good book? Should I continue going? I'm only four chapters in. And when I've posted about it, I've had people say, oh, this is great. I love this. Now, have you ever read uh, erotic fiction before? Uh, you? Emily? No. Okay, the so. closest I've gotten is I read Normal People by Sally Rooney. No idea. Uh, it was another popular one. It's not like a Hulu show. I, it was fine. Yeah. It was an audible book, too, and it got really uncomfortable when I was just getting ready. And then in the middle of it, this guy's dong just comes out. And I was, and, and she like describes it, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. My roommate is in this room, like, and now they're talking want, about yeah. dong <laughs> on my audible. Well, I was going to say, I think isn't part of it like yeah, watching, a, watching a B-movie where like there's some camp to it. Like the pros may not be that great, but you're like, sure. I don't care. This is sort of cheesy. This is kind of a you know what I mean? But I don't yeah. know. I've never read a lot. Yeah. I did do a YouTube video a long time ago with some college friend. Like, these ladies that liked me. And they wanted Whoa, me to read in my YouTube deep, video. nice voice, so read nice. some of the passages. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. And I was like, what, 21? Benny. So I've read one. 
So just let me know. I really need to know if I should continue reading uh, all of these books uh, at 835-1015. Text in. Tell me, hey, Emily, this is smut that's worth it. Or tell me, hey, this is overrated. And she's also still accepting feet pics. Um, uh, text, you know, text. yeah, if they're like your feet Smutty opening feet. up the book. You can write about them, too. You can, Yeah, just describe them to me. Funny man Andrew Murphy's here. That's uh, do you like it when radio people call you funny man? Yeah. Do you do, do, you do radio a lot in other cities? Sorry to like completely derail <laughs> uh, right right away, but it's just uh, getting right into the tricks of I, the trade. I just wonder if that's still uh, still a thing. Yeah, it, to, like if you go and tour, have to go do morning radio. I I don't think I've ever been a big enough draw that I've done radio in another town. And that's why you're here. Which is a new thing oh, to, to fret about. <laughs> okay. Sure. Oh, damn it. Right, <laughs> no, right away right. with insecurities. But you are uh, very important in uh, the, the history of Austin. First, let me oh, say thanks, uh, tonight you're uh, you're doing the Scumber Party podcast. It's a live podcast show at Cap City. Tonight, uh, along with uh, Ashley Sharma, who's been on the show and is absolutely a gem and hilarious, and Danny Goodwin, who I think is also one of the funniest people in the city. Y'all do a podcast together. I've seen so many clips of it. It's uh, It's hilarious. And I can rave on about Danny doing uh, Professor Snape doing stand-up comedy for the oh, first time man. ever during uh, the uh, the what was it the resurrection? Uh, My yeah. fiance does that show. I should know what the damn it name was. It was like it a is. seance. Uh, seance. It's comedians. a comedy seance. Oh, yeah. Comedy yeah. seance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely hilarious. So you got some great podcast hosts. I know it's going to be funny, and you are hilarious as hell. And you're Thank correct you. me if I'm wrong, but the the longest reigning ever. Uh, funniest person in Austin. Yeah, the only one to win multiple titles. You Whoa, know, okay. congratulations. Major technicality that we don't have to get into. But, you, uh, there was a whole year where everything closed. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Even our our, our old uh, Cap City Comedy Club, which sucks because I love the new location. It's very weird that domain crowd. The new one mm. is incredible. They have the upstairs red room. They have a balcony. And they didn't bring back the lemon pepper wings. Oh, uh, that's a bummer. I didn't even know they had lemon they pepper wings. They had lemon wings. pepper wings, I knew they dude. had regular wings, man. And I don't think know. they ever changed out the grease in that fryer, and oh. so it was just so mm. different. So in a way, you're kind of eating one of everything on the menu. Oh, yeah. Pretty much. Which is kind of, yeah, that's kind of <laughs> yeah. the trick. Uh, tell me about what what is Scumber Party? How did that start, and how did you three decide to, to kind of do a podcast together? Yeah, well, these are just two of my, my best buds here in, in Austin. We've been friends for a while, and we wanted to do a podcast together, and we just kind of had the idea of doing a slumber party-themed pod. Very, it's, it's somewhat loose, but it's like slumber party-themed in that we have three segments every episode that kind of match the tenets of like a... A slumber party, but obviously oh, cool. for adults, a lot of cussing. Yeah, a lot oh, of yeah. you know. But like, it, and it gets giggly when it's later in the night. Yeah. You're just laughing We're for punchy. no reason. We're punchy. I yeah, love yeah, it. we I match love that. That's there's cool. like a so there's like a movie segment where we don't watch an entire movie, but someone we just talk about one uh, that we like or we want to recommend to the group. And then there's a snack segment. Someone Perfect. makes a snack. I was just about to ask. Absolutely, oh, yeah. Not yeah. a slumber, a scum over. Totally, <laughs> totally. A... And we got to make them too, so we can't just go buy whatever weird. That's flavor of Doritos they have uh, at the store. We have to make something cool. to, to very <laughs> wild, uh, varying results. Um, and then the third segment is like a, a ghost story or a scary story. Oh, dude, nice. What <laughs> so, a perfect uh, like premise for a podcast. Right. Yeah. I, well, sorry, wait, I was just going to say when it ends, we vote someone off. Uh, we vote whoever <laughs> had the worst contribution. They have to go home that night. Yeah, they oh. have to call their mom. They have one to one. You know, pack up, roll up their sleeping bag. Right, right. <laughs> the bedwetter of the evening. They, they wet the sleeping bag or whatever. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. How does this translate to uh, doing a live show for a, yeah. a podcast? Is it going to be the same thing or similar with more like physical, visual elements? Are you bringing guests on? What What can we expect to see tonight from you and the other funny men on the show? It's just going to be it's going to be a, a stand up show with these elements mixed throughout, and we're still going to vote someone out. We're going to have the crowd interact <laughs> in some that. way. Hmm. Uh, we're gonna have some some video content, some stand up content, sure. a lot of interaction. So mm. it's gonna be a fun live show. Y'all it's bring, not gonna be one of these weird live podcasts where everyone just like sits, sits down, down on stage yeah, and yeah. like, are we really watching and this? <laughs> Dude, live podcasts are the worst. Oh, it's man, become such yeah. a huge part of South by and even Moon Tower. But I feel like the people behind Moon Tower, the comedians that do that, know what it's like. There's a difference between a live show and a live podcast right. and. Uh, 
podcast, and I feel like they know it, but a lot of them are bad. Oh, yeah, bad. They get sort sure. of stale. I don't know what it is. But you, did you guys bust out the pajamas for the last segment? I'm curious about that. You I bring think, the jammy uh, jams? We How realistic really... we getting? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, my pajamas right now, I don't know if it's like outside Underwear. in front of people appropriate. <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. But we might try and, yeah, we might have some sleepwear, some, some yeah. stage appropriate sleepwear. Comedian Andrew Murphy's hanging out with us. Uh, Scumber Party, live podcast and show tonight at Cap City Comedy Club with Ashley Sharma and Danny Goodwin. Uh, two humans that I can vouch for, uh, three total, that are hilarious. And it's uh, it's super cheap. It's super funny. It's going to be a, a really good time. And you said earlier that the uh, the podcast is themed with a slumber party. Yeah. You have three segments. Um, and kind of run through those again because podcasts are fun. They're everywhere. Everyone does them. If you have a good entertainer, they're enjoyable. But I love it when someone finds that creative thing that sets it apart and I feel like with your three segments that does that yeah no thanks man yeah we wanted to do something that wasn't just like comedians talking the craft for an hour you yeah, know not yeah. to not to trash podcasts that do that but it's just there's a lot it's of done. them yeah. Yeah. yeah so we're like oh what's the God. theme and yeah it's like a slumber party for uh, for adults basically uh, each week someone brings a movie someone brings a snack that they made and then someone writes a scary story and it's uh, hilarious and it's punchy and it's uh Little little crass, you know. But, oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes cusses. Okay. I want to help you as a businessman myself, as mm-hmm. a actual radio guy, not one of these podcasters. Whoa. Uh, I'm going to help you take your podcast to the next level. Sure. If you've listened to any big, major, popular murder podcast, you'll know they stop down after doing a story and they do a commercial. For some Sherry's berries. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or the purple mattress. <laughs> so many different things. So I want to help you guys get monetized and make money. In radio, we do a thing called Live Reads, where we have a client or a commercial that we advertise for. And I've had the Contest of Influencers, which is where we take you young, crazy podcasters and comics, and I put you to the test to see if you can actually do a live commercial. And if you nail this, not only is this an actual client, I'm a little nervous about it. Usually we just pick random crappy businesses. We know they'll listen to the radio. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, steer, like the Dollar hey, General. Like here we're having a crappy one Whoa. that has money. Oh. Uh, so I want to test you out. I want to put All you right. uh, on the fly here and see if we can get your podcast monetized with this live commercial from Andrew Murphy. <clears throat> here we go. Folks, you got to check out Chasing Realty Group. Now, if you're buying... Or, hey, look, if buying or selling a home is your New Year's resolution, I know it's always mine. You need a realtor who's ready to hustle, who one who puts strong negotiation, powerful marketing, and his client needs in the forefront. You need Chasing Realty Group. I've been saying this for years. I'm glad yeah. I finally get to do an ad uh, for the man. Now, I met Chase. Uh, first time I met Chase, this was 86. Uh, I was I was headlining the Laugh Factory. It was going uh, right after Gallagher. And uh, he came up to me, and he did a full backflip. Like, just out of... I mean, I've never seen someone so nonchalantly just nail a backflip like that. And then he took his shades off, and he had shades underneath these shades. And then he took those shades off, and when he winked, I actually saw a sparkle kind of emit from the corner of his eye, like in a cartoon. It, this was real life, you know what I mean? That's when I knew. That's when I knew I had to call <laughs> 512-666-8121. They are available 24-7. That's, that's 24 hours a day, seven days a week, I believe, uh, by text, call, or email. How many businesses can you text? That is so convenient. I hate picking up the phone. It's, if I have to call someone, it's all I think about. For like two days, uh, a little some math for you guys. Some just throw some numbers at you. Uh, now rates have jumped more than two percentage points since the beginning of 2022, largely due to the Federal Reserve increasing borrowing costs. I could go on about the Federal Reserve, but I'll, that's a different that's a different radio show. Now consumers out there shouldn't necessarily delay a home purchase if they find an affordable home they like now. They should jump on it. They should really jump on it or backflip to it, as my man Chase could effortlessly <laughs> do. Visit ChasingRealtyATX.com for more information. Uh, I, I put my life on this ad. I'm going to yeah, say yeah, that yeah. right now. I know that sounds dramatic, but like this is my half halftime locker room speech. Backflips and flipping houses. There it is. I love it, dude. There it you, is. That's for free it. if Chase wants it. Well done. Uh, yeah. So you get one free taste, and after that, you got to pay. And you can pay a nominal fee tonight. 
Uh, only $20 general admission for Scumber Party. Andrew Murphy. Andrew, sorry. Murphy. Andrew Murphy. Uh, Andrew Murphy, Ashley Sharma, and Danny Goodwin. Thanks for coming and hanging with me, man. Thanks for, uh, you know, drumming up some business for the backflip king and the double sunglasses guy, man, Chase. Uh, appreciate it. And where can we find you on the internet so we can uh, say hi? Yeah, I appreciate you guys. And text you 24-7. Absolutely. You said it in the ad. We can't. I love texting. No uh, calls. Yeah, yeah. No call. Yeah. 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 Text yeah. me a paragraph. Text me your life story. I got you. You can also find me um, on Instagram at shutup underscore Murphy. Shutup oh, underscore nice. Murphy. Uh, you can find me on Twitter as well. So just check that out for, for future shows and come check out Scumber Party tonight, y'all. To laugh, listen to some good comedy, great podcasting, and of course, uh, everything you ever want to know about the Federal Reserve. Appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Take care. Did you know? Ooh, like it. It's time to know things. Did you know, movie fans out there who love the props, the makeup, the fun things like that, did you know the alien drool in the movie Aliens is KY Jelly? Mm. And uh, making dumb, silly CJ videos, I used a little bit of KY and corn syrup with a little bit of yellow food coloring to make snot. And oh. it worked pretty well. Uh, corn mm. syrup, by the way, with uh, red makes uh, makes good blood. For movies and stuff like that. Isn't it a bit more staining when it's got the corn syrup or blood? I forget, man. I used to, my sister used to do like horror makeup and stuff. Horror or makeup. I, yeah, it probably does stain, but I think uh I think it's more for the runny the, visual. Uh, the, 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 yeah, the vis the, like just, the viscosity or whatever. Yeah. Uh, if you want to make it look viscous. more real and less horror, uh you add a little Hershey's syrup into that mixture mm. and then the blood will actually take on more of the brown tint that that it your blood actually has when it oh, cool. as it bleeds out and it oxidizes. And correct me if I'm wrong but actually in the black and white movies wasn't that what they used was uh was uh chocolate syrup. No, they used KY jelly. Okay, okay. And actual real blood. Uh did you know the original design for the Space Needle in Seattle, you know that kind of famous building they have there? Yeah, the little uh, the tower with a little pointy top. Yeah, uh, that's and not how it was originally supposed to look. It originally was supposed to look more like a balloon just huh. floating up from the ground. Cool. And uh, but oh, to where you couldn't <laughs> see the elevator part. The, like, engineers are like, nah, man, that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, it didn't get through it, so they eventually said, okay, let's make it look like a flying saucer that is Hell landing. Yeah. I don't know how it's supposed to be any better. But there you go. Yeah. Instead of having a big floating ball in space, it's a saucer. It's an. Uh, I thought the uh, space needle was in San Antonio. No, it's not. That's there is one though, right? There's Tower. A, oh yeah, no, that's yeah, in yeah. Dallas. No, no San Antonio has one. Then there's do, a rest. There's a Landry's they? restaurant in it. Is there really? I think so. Yeah, I think the space needle is taller. I can't recall. I've been in all three. I think. <laughs> Time to go investigate San Antonio. Let's see. Wow. <laughs> Did you know humans spend about 35 minutes a day chewing? Chimpanzees chew for about four and a half hours a day, and orangutans chew for about six and a, six and a half hours. And country chewing. boys chew for all day <laughs> long, buddy. <laughs> Did you know? Denny's isn't named after everyone. It actually started as an underground fight club called Danny's Donuts in Lakewood, California. Uh, the founders picked Danny because it started with a D, like donuts, eventually became Denny's, and no longer a fight club, just a restaurant. Made the fight club part Damn, up. Damn, how come Denny's made didn't... that up? But Denny's came from Danny's Donuts. That's the did you know. That doesn't even make any sense whatsoever. Did you know? Did you know? And it is illegal in Indiana to catch fish Using dynamite, guns, or your bare hands. I thought this was America. Oh, I bare too. hands, so they can't go uh, they noodling. Get, can't go get the catfish with the noodling. Nah, I uh, guess not. Yeah, dynamite, that actually is a thing a lot of people used to do, because you just throw it in the water, it blows up, and then the fish float up to the top. Yummy. Give us oh, shall I? What, six today? You're going to have them do six, did you knows? Give us a tease for tomorrow's Did You Know, Spencer. Oh, man, if you like hot dogs, you're going to want to learn this tip about it, eating them. Your Xbox is going woke. Greetings, listener. It is now time for Weird or Wired. Is it weird? Is it wired? Woke, go broke. Go woke, go broke, Matt Bearden. That's, uh, that's, that's right. what they say on the, on the TV news. Uh, well, you're saying that kind of jokingly, but yesterday on Fox News, uh, the, the talking heads there came out to let everybody know 
that the Xbox is trying to recruit your kids into climate politics. So stupid. Does this have anything to do with The Last of Us? No, it doesn't. What it has to do is that the new Xbox consoles are actually incentivizing players to opt in to more environmentally friendly shutdown mode. Uh, Basically, it's going to give you a lot of the features that are in sleep mode, Mm -hmm. but you can have it in shutdown mode. Yeah. Yeah, so automatic background updates, uh, games, uh, so you can update your game at strategic times throughout the day. It's going to be now... Just it's Re- just a lower power mode. I've got the fix. Rebrand this to save your mom and dad some money on the damn bill. Well, exactly. here's what I wanted to get into about this, okay? Because you nailed it. Here's what I don't get. I grew up with a father who I would think by all intents and purposes is what you would call a fairly conservative guy, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Military, Texas, oil field. And one of his major concerns was us Wasting electricity. Don't touch he the thermostat. He would go from room to room to room, <laughs> shutting off lights, unplugging lamps, all those things. Same. When did blowing energy to own the lamps? It is nuts. They went down. So it turns out, I went and did a little research. Uh, currently, uh, where, did, where was it? Okay. If you're running your Xbox wide open, you're using about, a, in sleep mode, you mm-hmm. use about 15 watts, right? Okay. In shutdown mode, you use half a watt. Wow, Literally, that's very significant. It's hugely significant. Also, you start up just as fast. And if you're living, if you're a dude, a single dude, living in your house, yeah. you're, we're talking about 15, 20 bucks. This it's, is literally a win-win situation. The X, You get an Xbox, you get a bunch of cool games, you get the games pass. Oh, now I can save a little money? Monthly utility bills? Or you for can, real? You can get free drinks, essentially. You're yeah. paying for your own drinks, or you're <laughs> getting another game. It makes perfect sense, yeah. right? The features were already kind of existent. Um, they're making them easier to find. And But anyway, uh, Ted Cruz has jumped on board saying, these. this is the woke left trying to recruit oh our kids. God. Now, less than a quarter of all gamers are kids. Um, that's sure. right. 76% of gamers. And less than a quarter, what Ted Cruz says, is actually relevant. Well, it's more <laughs> there's it's that. more positioning and pandering. and Cretanness. I can hear his voice when you say woke left. I said that in my head in his voice. Yeah. You? Yeah. Um, anyway, it is, it's a very odd thing to be upset about. Um, they're not forcing this on anybody. No. They're not trying to start laws to get rid of our Xboxes. Literally, Xbox just came out and said, hey, heads up, if you want to. And I think one of the things they did to encourage people was they said, hey, it's even environmentally friendly. Right. Because that's way easier to advertise than, hey— would you like an extra quarter ounce of weed? <laughs> we know a way you can save the money for it pretty easily. Uh, I'm going to mark this one as weird. I don't understand why such a small thing would get so many people Man, just up a, in arms. It's just a slow, quote-unquote, news day, I guess. Electronic culture war. The C.J. Morgan Show, where your opinions are welcome. Kind of. Text us anytime. 512-835-1015. 